and welcome back to another Friday edition of 30 Rack of Sports. Uh, still sipping on our beer of the week from earlier this week. It is uh, our Heart State Ache, their uh, orange cream sickle sour. Well, you know, hey, <laughs> it's still sour. It's still very sour. <laughs> sour. It's orange, though, and we're going to talk about two orange football teams. One of them is called the Browns. The other one's called the Bengals, and we will talk about them very soon. To my right, the, the giggling voice that you've heard is, of course, Zach on the opinions. Zach, how have you been jo- enjoying this beer, even though it's apparently three days old? It's right three now. days old. I'm just, I don't know why you, you just pour it in my glasses and let them sit on the table. I don't know why you didn't put it in the fridge or leave it in the can. And also, I just want to know this intro has been a complete train wreck but anyway I'm whose fault is that surprisingly josh's fair <laughs> actually enough. that's that's fair yeah fair enough josh on the ones and twos josh have you been enjoying this beer it's really good you know i keep saying it's sour but I, it is really good you keep making that face he keeps i'm sorry I, I, like, it's <laughs> not that i don't like sour stuff it just makes my eye twitch don't you judge me <laughs> and of course the talent whose eyes don't twitch while drinking this beer mm-hmm. my name is greg we have grown men palates down here. My eyes I think twitch. it's a lovely beer. My <laughs> eyes twitch when I watch the Bengals, too, because I'm afraid someone's going to get hurt every play. So. Oh, man. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. I live in wincing. But Josh, first we got to talk about the class of the AFC North. I'm just kidding. We're talking about the Browns instead, who may be the class of the AFC North. I'm not really sure. We're, uh, we're getting... Deep into the Browns roster and schedule, talking about this upcoming season through two preseason games. Haven't really seen a whole lot from the team, a lot of resting starters. But uh, do have coming up week one in mid-September, a week one game versus Kansas City. Uh, looking to this to the season ahead, a team that went to uh, the divisional round, lost to the Chiefs last year. Going into this season, um, Zach, any players on your mind? Any any impact players you're looking you're looking at? For the Browns, I yeah. think ultimately it's Baker. Heard of him? Yeah. Heard of him? Heard yes. of him? I'm gonna be cliche cliche here, uh, but no, I think him and Stefanski year dose. Right, they always say second year under the tutelage. That's when you they kind of get it together. It's when you take that next step. That's what they need. They need Baker to take that next step to be elite if you will, like uh, Joe Flacco once was. Oh, yeah. In that I've level. Heard of him. Yeah. <clears throat> You've heard of him. Um, Philadelphia Eagle Joe Flacco. I think it all lives and dies with uh, Baker and his what where he does to develop. Obviously, OBJ coming back. Where does he fit in? Is he finally going to buy in? Question mark. They got the great run game, good offensive line. Yeah, I think it, I think it falls on ends. Baker. Good tight ends. Yeah. It's really on him, and can he get them over the hill? I think, I mean, the defense... I like what they got. They brought Clowney in, right? Yeah, exciting. Yeah. Jock, exciting. Exciting group. I think they lack some depth in some areas that, that could be that could hurt them, but um like kicker. <laughs> we'll get to that. <clears throat> we will get to that. You're upset about Cody Park, yeah, I know. Shed a tear. Pour it out for my boy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the carpet. Before you start pouring any more three day old yeah. beer on the carpet, uh Josh. Who are your key players on this Browns roster? Uh, or player? Greg, I'm going to the secondary. Whoa. Um, Greg Newsom. Got to have him. Yep. 
gotta gotta be that ball Wait, hawk back one? there. The second, right? The third, I thought. The now third? it's the second. Second? Yeah. Okay. Josh. Sorry, Dude, I jumped Do the gun. your research before you come. Sorry. Uh, but no, I think uh, I think the secondary is going to be key for him because as you guys both mentioned, you know, that you've made some additions um, in the linebacking core and everything. So now, especially with the quarterbacks you have, and take this, take this however you want to take it, but with the quarterbacks you have in the division, there could be some feasting for good secondaries. Mm-hmm. And I think the Browns are the best set up to feast defensively in the division. But you have to have – you've got to limit penalties and you got to stay healthy. I think those are the things that have always plagued the Browns' defense. And they've got – frankly, they got too much talent to squander that this year, I think. Yeah, already some injuries early, which we'll get to in the questions. I think, you know, key players, you guys knocked a- – Hit the nail right on the head. Baker Mayfield playing for contract. Josh Allen just got his contract. Uh, some of the new defensive pieces, Josh Johnson the second, Troy Hill, Anthony Walker. Uh, you know, and with some guys that have been there and had some injuries, Greedy Williams left again with another injury. He missed all of last year, so could be the inside track for Newsom to take that that second corner spot, uh, you know, across from Denzel Ward. Uh you know, still questions about Delpit hasn't really played that much. So just wondering where these new defensive pieces, you know, kind of play in because they were not a great defensive team, especially against the run. Uh, you know, you saw in some of their games, like that wild Monday night game against the Ravens, they just gave up too many points. So a uh, lot of questions there, but uh, you know, if they can figure it out with some of those big players, especially like the Josh Johnson that they got, you know, Ronnie Harrison coming back, Newsome, then I think they can be pretty solid. Zach, looking to yep. the games on the schedule, obviously you mentioned Kansas City being a big game. Uh, any other, any big games pop to you? I was I was kind of going and looking at stretches for both these teams, but kind of like interesting telling stretches, what might you have? Um Obviously, the Chiefs, you know, I think even kind of this little Bears, Vikings, Chargers stretch here, right? And then, you know, was that three, four, five there? Obviously, no one's expecting anything out the out of the Bears. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. They're coming in. You're at, what, are you going to show up at 1 o'clock? A lot there? of depth at quarterback well, in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. They, they'll be rotating. They, they might still be yeah. starting their guy, though. Dandy Andy, man. Uh, and then, I mean, the Vikings are always tough. Uh, I like the Chargers. I think that's a fun team. That's a, that They can shoot it up with anybody. The Herb um, Man. The Herb Man. So I think that's just an interesting stretch. I think there's a couple interesting games um, that I saw. Obviously, you got the Ravens with the bye in between back-to-back in the year. And then who knows about the Raiders, what, what the Raiders could be. To me, they're always a blank canvas every year. I don't know what they're blank canvas, canvas every game. I know. <laughs> that's what I mean. So you don't know there. Uh, you're getting the Packers there. Um, in Green Bay, that's a tough one. I mean, that yeah, kind of back in stretch on there. Christmas, on Lambo on Christmas. Whew. Uh, Josh, what about you? Looking at this, looking at this Brown schedule, I'm sure uh, January 9th probably pops out, and then you know, so does November 7th. But aside of those games, yeah, I'll be at Paul Brown November 7th, and who knows how the season will be by then. Um, for the Browns, that Ravens thing is really bizarre. That they have in Baltimore by, and then Baltimore and Cleveland after the bye. I think that's just 
not saying it's going to be tricky because, like you mentioned, who, who knows with Baltimore. Um, but the games I'm looking at are early on. Obviously, the Chiefs game right off the bat. Um, but then on down the line, middle of October, Cardinals come to Cleveland. And that could be an interesting game. Cardinals kind of revamped, could have could give that defense a test. But again, Cardinals are another who knows if those pieces work. Well, A.J. Green action in there. So those are my two big games. about you, Greg? Um, Browns guy. I mean, I, I, that, sure. the, the thought always goes to the, the Ravens games. I think we've mentioned just a weird situation. But I think it's, you know, you do get that that primetime game and then, you know, a week off. So, you know, a chance to learn right away from your mistakes and, you know, put them back in. You get an extra week to prepare for the Ravens in a row. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs game, I feel like, you know, could be a big, you know, tone setter for the year. Uh, would be huge to get, but, you know, probably still that streak of not winning a game, you know, <laughs> the first game of the year since, like, the mid-2000s. Um, I think October is going to be going to be a big month because the one thing that I, I worry about the Browns is, you know, they'll maybe win some games that might surprise you. Right. And I think they'll probably lose some games that might surprise you. You know, they did last year. You know, they lost to the Raiders. Who you said They're they taking the next have. step. They're not supposed to do that this year, right? We'll see. They need to win all the games that they're supposed to win. We'll see. But, you know, October, you've got a, a Vikings team on the road, and then you have to go out west to play the Chargers. Yeah. And then, you know, you get the Cardinals, Broncos, and Steelers at home. You really should go, you know, you really should go 4-1 and one in those games. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah. You should go 4-1 and one in those games. So that that's a real early kind of tone setter for, like, tone setter for the year. Because I think you look late in the season... And, you know, the last six games may have to do with, you know, who's going to win the division. But I don't, you know, I think you'll have a good idea of where you are. And if you if you need to get wins in Green Bay on Christmas and, you know, in Pittsburgh just after January, then it's going to be, you know, it might be a, a, a tougher season than I, than I expected. So yeah. what's your uh, prediction? So predictions on the season. I have the Browns at eleven and six. Eleven and six. Okay. I have them win some unexpected games, lose some unexpected games, and get in as like the first wild card, the five Ooh. seed. I think. I think are they staying with the seven seeds? I think they are. I, I think I don't know. This whole new one extra game thing's thrown. Yeah. Me. Uh, so I think they get in as a wild card. I I still worry about the Ravens and. Yeah. You know, I think they're a better team than the Steelers and, and the Bengals, but I'm just worried about losing. Super Bowl? Super Bowl or bust? This is Super Bowl bust? This is not Super Bowl no, or bust. No, no. If they made yet. it to a championship game, like an AFC championship game, that would be huge. Okay. All right. I still have some questions that they, they still have to prove me I'm right about. I'm open one up, yeah. You're going 12-5. Uh, That's where I was. Yeah, I was going 12-5. As far as... as I don't think that schedule... Yeah, I don't think that's that's what I was going to say. The schedule doesn't seem that tough. I you're concerned about some of these. They do have like, I see what you mean. Like you, yeah, in New England, uh, in Los Angeles, almost said San Diego. Yeah, but but then you also have games like the the, the Texans and the yeah. Bears and the Vikings and I and think the Broncos they, and the Lions. LA. They're playing. Don't they play in Irvine? Yeah. So, excuse me. Yeah. Their strip mall so, you know, I think they have more games that like sure it'd be an embarrassment if they lost those games, but 
more sure wins, I think, are on this schedule. They should win. Yeah, and I I would say the only big questions that I have, because we kind of went through that, uh, some real thin areas. Linebacker's really thin right now. Uh, Jacob Phillips out for the season. Uh, Montreux Meander out for the season. So you're getting thinner and thinner at these guys. They're only running two linebackers, but, yeah. you know, if it's already starting preseason then you know where are you going to be mid late in the season and you know they dropped one of the games because of the covid thing with the wide receivers but you, you know you're worried about something walkie happening where you have a bunch of linebackers out and you're having to deal with a bunch of practice squad guys or yeah. something That's uh great. and then as you mentioned cody parkey's out for the season so you're gonna have a new kicker trying to deal with you know kicking in some some tougher conditions in cleveland uh you know late games in Pittsburgh and whatnot, Green oh, Bay. Yeah. So some tough places to kick at the end of the year, and you're just worried about, you know, if a kick or two go the wrong way, that's the difference between a win and a loss. So maybe you're looking at, you know, 11-6 and six versus 12-5. and five. Yeah, fair enough. All right. All right, those are our predictions. Be sure to get your predictions out for the Browns. 11-6, and 12-5, and five. more than 12 wins or, or less than 12, or less than 11 wins, maybe you're... Even more of a depressed Browns fan than I am. I really get that. Tortured. From Cleveland to Cincinnati and the Bengals, uh, talking their key players, games, any question marks, and some some predictions. I'm interested to hear where where Josh is at. I think Josh said six or seven wins last year, right? Last year, I think he said 14 this year is what I'm hearing. uh, I believe I said, (laughs) I think you're right. I said six or seven last year. You did. Yeah. So obviously, I think he's thinking like 14 and three. That's what he told me off. Okay. Off yeah. the mic. Yeah. I heard I heard uh I heard 13-3 and 1. So There's yeah, a few yeah. non-winnable <laughs> games in there. <laughs> so uh Zach, yeah, as the as the kind of uh football outsider here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who are some of the key players you're looking at for the Bengals? I think for the Bengals, obviously Burrow. I mean just purely from yeah, coming is, off the ACL, he, he hasn't played at the, all. Feeling good with the knee. I mean, he's not playing. Yeah, they're not playing. I think that's uh I think that's going to backfire, in my opinion, a little bit. Um, I think he's got to get out there and at least, you know, have guys tumbling around his legs, get used to that. Um, kind of playing off that, though, I think a couple guys, uh, Michael Jordan, Jackson Carmen, that Bengals offensive line that everybody's been talking about for the last, like, five years, really since Carson <laughs> uh, Carson Palmer blew his knee on that Steelers game. That's that's always been a topic of conversation. What's that the matter with you? Sixteen years. Yeah. Ago. What's the I matter know, with you? You sick man. That's. <laughs> Jeez. What was that? Chemo Van Olhoff? Oh, guys, <laughs> yeah. come on. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Not that far back, but you know, Ooh. I think that's been the big topic of conversation and the first step forward. You know, Zach Taylor. I think. Uh, curious to see what Josh might think about that. It might be coaching for his job here. Um, I've got a statement. I'm you got a statement on that? that. All yeah. right. Hey, it's the NFL. We're not talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is what I've done for me lately. I'm just saying, if they, if, if Burrow comes out fine and they're not winning, they're still Mike three Brown and fourteen. Still. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, then he'll get signed to that ten-year extension. There you go. Sure. That 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 Marvin Lewis extension. I think I I would definitely agree with you. Uh, you know, Burrow coming back from the ACL, not playing. I think one of the other questions that you have is. Since you didn't take the offensive lineman, you took Jamar Chase. What's he going to be doing? I've heard he's been a little bit uh, in on the, the dropsy daisies, <laughs> the whoopsie daisies uh, so far. So that's a question after a year off. And then, I mean, offensive line comes back. You know, 
Riley Reef instead of Bobby Hart. Jonah Williams did struggle last year in his first actual season of playing. A little bit of shuffling on the offensive line, but not huge upgrade the side of telling Bobby Price to hit the road, Jack. Billy Price. Whatever. Or uh, Bobby Hart. Bobby Hart, Hart Billy yeah. Price. All, yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really yes. all of them. Interchangeable. So, uh, you know. And then on the defensive side, I mean, you lost a lot of your defensive ends from last year. You do have Ogan Joby, who I really like, former Brown. Uh, you know, Hubbard, a lot of draft capital on the defensive side. Obviously, losing Osai is tough. And then are they going to pay Jesse Bates? So, uh, Yeah. The Jesse Bates thing is a little worrisome, but I mean, it's like, like you guys have already mentioned, it's Mike Brown. We've seen poor negotiations before, and they can go, they can go either way at the end of the day. Um, someone gets paid, someone retires. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Uh, my key player is on the defensive side and defensive end Trey Hendrickson. I think that's a very key addition there, especially now with the loss of Osai, because. You really the defensive line is not great, especially with the loss of some veterans now, and you really haven't done a whole lot to replace those veterans in Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlop. So that's going to be he's been impressive so far in preseason and camp. I have no like doubts about it really, other than staying healthy because you're really teetering on some like bad depth on the defensive line right now, um, especially at pass rush. So. He's going to have to have a monster season here. Um, but uh, the secondary, they've made some uh, other additions to. Mainly, Rougier, who they said who's, yeah. the coaches have had really high marks for. Uh, veterans in the secondary, you got uh, Mike Hilton over from the Steelers. Uh, big throwback here. You got Eli Apple coming over from <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah. And then Ricardo Allen, who's done well with Atlanta. <clears throat> so I think, you know, secondary and obviously Jesse Bates. So secondary, I'm not worried about. Um, you've got depth there. You've got mm. veteran presence. You've got superstar presence. But you're going to have wide receivers and quarterbacks that's, I mean, on paper it seems like they're going to have all the time in the world. Um, so I'm worried about how the de the defense shakes out right now. I'd say that's my one big question mark. Mm -hmm. The second one, I'm surprised not more people are talking about it. What is people it? always talk about, like, the offensive line if it's going to be better. And I think it will be better. Yeah. Like just Jonah Williams having an under, another year under his belt, uh, and then no Bobby Hart and <laughs> Riley Reef instead. I mean that that makes a world of difference right there. Yeah. In and of itself. But you've got Michael Jordan, um, Xavier Suafilo, uh, Jackson Carmine, Dante Smith. They're all competing for starting at guard right now. Right. The interior is the big question for the Bengals' offensive line. And everyone's always worried about, oh, how is this going to affect Joe Burrow? How is this going to affect How's Jamar Chase? Affect Joe Mixon. How's it going to affect Joe Mixon, man? Yeah. Joe Mixon missed 10 games last year and is also coming off a foot injury. And right now has a very shaky interior, which is what he uses. What, that's his style to run down right there. So I'm concerned about that because now you no longer have veteran Giovanni Bernard, who filled in quite nicely for Mixon last year. You have Samaj P. Ryan, who I just, like, I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I've just never been able to get high on this guy. Like, he, and he hasn't really been that impressive you in preseason. You can get high on a lot of stuff, but you can't. Not him. Not him. Yeah. Travion Williams has not been not been. Stay. Yeah, so if you lose Mixon again, then I really see this offense failing. 
Yeah. Um, because, I, and Mixon's a great running back and everything, and I'm not saying he's pulled it off before and gotten 1,000-yard seasons behind bad Bengals lines. Right. But it's just if he can keep doing that because you don't have another – unless P. Ryan makes some big improvement here or Williams all of a sudden does a 180 – you don't have a secondary back right now that you can rely on to take some of that workload off or God forbid to back him up if he gets hurt. So I think that is a giant question mark that I can't believe more people aren't talking about. That's a good one. I didn't think about that. I mean, we, we just kind of figured offensive line in general. Yeah. yeah that's fair. <laughs> I mean, you go to Burrow. Yeah. And I think, I think Burrow is going to work. I, I agree with you, Zach, that I'm, I think that might backfire holding him out. I think he's got to get some preseason reps in and get a real live game. It's tricky, but if you feel comfortable enough that his knee, you know, if they're saying he's 100, you know, right there, then you got to get him Jamar out. Jamar Chase, I'm not as worried about. Not saying I'm not worried, but I mean, he's played two years of college ball, and that was two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. So I, dropsies, dropsies are expected. Yeah. Whoopsie daisies. Whoopsie daisies. <laughs> right, you guys got any more key players to throw out there? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, uh, new kicker this year. Looking like it might be McPherson. Yeah. No more, no more Fat Randy? No more Fat Randy. It's going to be uh, Randy. McPherson or... Um, Austin Seibert. Austin Seibert, who I know Brown, you're familiar Austin with. Seibert, yes. Missed a couple kicks week one and we sit. Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> Hit the road. Give us Jack. Cody Parkey. Oh, Drew Christman's on the nice. So, uh... What are we thinking, um... Well, we got to talk about some big games first. Right? Yeah, no, that's what I was. Uh, I pick it up, Greg. I think the big games <laughs> start week one. I think you look at your first what ten or so games schedule, ten or so games on the schedule. You get the Vikings at home, but then four of your next seven are at the Bears versus the Jaguars, at the Lions, um, at the Jets. So, I mean, some pretty mediocre teams. You do still have to face, you know, Steelers, Packers, Ravens, and then the Browns after that. But it's one of those things where the end of your schedule has some dicey points to it. <laughs> Definitely. And if you can get off to a solid start, it may help you to at least kind of keep the ship afloat right. for a reasonable season. But if you fall off the wagon early and maybe just take a win from like the Jaguars and the Lions and that's it. You're two and eight after 10 games. It could get pretty ugly pretty quick. Yeah. So here are my four key games and you're going to think they, you might think they're weird that they're key games. Okay. Week four versus Jacksonville Thursday night football game between Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, huge game. Whoa, whoa, huge whoa. Game. Gardner's still in the hunt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that'll, that also, that'll also be a good game to see, like, how does Zach Taylor do against Urban Meyer? I think that'll sh that could be quite telling. In on prime time, yeah. I think that could be for more for Zach Taylor's sake than Urban Meyer. Well, yeah. Potentially uh, for both of them. For both of them, sure. Yeah, but, but um, no one has any expectations of Urban Meyer. Right. Uh, week six <laughs> at Detroit. Week eight at New York Jets. And week 14 at Denver. Those four teams, you should be able to beat. I think if you go worse than three and one there, Zach Taylor doesn't have a job, shouldn't have a job. Shouldn't have a job. That's my statement on that. Okay. I do think he's in the hot seat. I do think he's coach. he should be coaching for his job. Yeah. And if you can't win those against those teams, go three and one. Three and one at those four games. 
against very winnable oh, I agree. opponents. Hundred percent. I I just don't think I don't think you can do it. Then uh, I don't think you have what it takes. Real quick question before we get to the the record prediction, <laughs> just for a little bit of fun. Yeah. The Reds play or the uh, Bengals play week two. The uh, Bears week four. The Jaguars play the Jets on Halloween. And play the 49ers on December 12th. So out of those four games, I believe that's the four that you're most likely to see one of them. How many rookie quarterbacks do you think the Bengals face this year? Jordan Love's not a rookie. I'd include him, too. I would consider him a rookie, but all right. But he's not. Uh, um, well, yeah, I'm going to say... It's gonna be probably at least three. I was gonna yeah. say at least, at least two, three. probably three. Yeah. yeah. I think Chicago it might just be too early. Yeah. Yeah. I think, by the yeah. time they get to the end of the year, unless the 49ers are doing something big, I think it becomes the Trey Lance show. Uh, yeah. So, Zach, mm-hmm. seventeen game season for the Bengals. Where do you see them shaking out? Eight, eight, and one. Seventeen and zero. Like, where do you? Where Woo! Do you see that? I'm not it. as high on as Josh is. I think. Hard, man. I don't, I don't know what to think of the Bengals. I still don't feel like under Zach Taylor they have an identity. I don't know what to think of them. Uh, I think he saves his job just enough. He's going to go 5-12. and 12. I think that's a nice number there. I think he wins just enough of those games you should win and then maybe has like one shocker because Burrow just goes off for like fucking 400 yards and five touchdowns or something. Uh, so I put six and eleven down, but I also think there's a potential that Burrow gets hurt or something and misses mm-hmm. a game that they should win, and they go uh, five and twelve. So I'm going six and eleven. I think they have some growth from the team. They definitely do have some winnable games. I'm a little bit worried that a lot of them are on the road. Yeah, but have some winnable games and maybe late in the season pick off a couple teams that either don't care or you know don't need it or something. So six and eleven, but even that, I, I'm that seems a little bit too high on the Bengals for me you know i was surprised at what a lot of people have the Bengals win total at right now a lot of books have it at six and a half which i was like oh all right and uh there were some pretty low for you there were some there were some pretty good odds out there um that'd be tough to take the over on that though and i don't think i can do it i'm gonna stick with greg's prediction here and i'm gonna say six and eleven now, keep in mind. It's not fun unless you guys brought up. You guys brought up the kicking situation and how Fat Randy isn't here anymore. <laughs> Last season, Love the Bengals this. lost five games by one score or more, and they tied the Philadelphia Eagles again. <laughs> again. Oh yeah, actually, for the I second time mine in my to life. Five eleven. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, of those six games, four of them, four of them could have been tied or won with a field goal. So are you talking yourself <laughs> into giving them 10 wins? Is that what I'm hearing? No, I'm just uh, saying, I'm just no, saying like, think of, eight. come on, eight, think doing of all those things. teams. Like think of how oh, close yeah. they were to three to four more wins last mm-hmm. year. So I think now having a guy that can actually kick, I it's think about whoever, I think whoever you go with McPherson or Cybert, I think will be great. Um, and an improvement over <laughs> Randy Bullock. <laughs> That much Great I'm sure real of. bold term, yeah. Better than Randy Bullock, that much I'm sure of. But I'm going to go with Randy. 6 and 11. I just, like you said, a lot of those winnable games are on the road. There's still a lot of big question marks, and I have trouble finding those 
one to two, three games they steal from someone. So you have the Steelers winning like two games then? I mean, maybe. Whoa. Why are we talking about the Steelers? I was just wondering because you got to imagine whoever's going to finish maybe the last is probably going to be like three and something. But I'm eh. curious. I mean, I'm saying the, the Browns, like I said, they could do 12 and five. and That might not be enough to win the division. Very true. So we'll see. What do you have the Bengals at? Do you have them at five wins, six wins? Maybe you're more bullish than even Josh. Have them at nine wins, like uh, Zach actually thought. Or do you have them at less than five wins? I had them at who day? I had them at five and some to most. Have them at you know two and fifteen or something. So let us know at Thirty Racket Sports. I think that's gonna do it for our Friday special show. We got. Our Bengals and Browns predictions in. We got you all set up for the season that is kicking off very, very soon. When is, when is that? September 12th yep. is the first game. 1 o'clock for the uh, Bengals versus the Vikings. Browns face Kansas City at 425 on Ooh. September 12th. So, guys, I think that's it for this week. For Zach on the opinions. Bye-bye. For Josh on the ones and twos. Who day? I'm Greg. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. Peace. Go Browns.